Thank you. Wednesday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Trail Tidbits, BallQuest.com. I'm Eric Kane. Matt Ray here to bring all the knowledge. Not me. That's that, that's him and the recruiting expert. Uh, Tennessee targets. Tennessee commits following week number nine of the high school football season. But not only that, um, you know, recruiting never stops. Tennessee hosted a bevy of uh, really talented, high-class players uh, last weekend for the Texas A&M game. And that's where we're going to start right now. You guys have written some stories about it. We've talked about it on other podcasts and shows, but a little little quick overhaul here. The headliner, obviously, what you hope is your quarterback of the 2025 class, George McIntyre, in-house watching Tennessee at Neyland for the first time this season. That happened against A&M. Yeah, you know, with George, he's not taking a lot of game day visits this fall. This was big to get him back for this weekend. He was able to get in on Friday night, spend some time around the staff again on Saturday, but also be able to spend time with family. His sister's in Tennessee now. He was able to be there with his mom and his dad and his sister and take in the game. They had a good time. And then I think for George, the, these visits are different for him now. When when he came through last fall for the Alabama-Tennessee game, it was you know kind of that wide-eyed young kid. Now it, it's not that anymore. It, it's laid back. It's more about – the relationship building side of things and seeing how things are going around the program, focusing more on the game. Um, And and I think really this was a really good visit for him. He's going to go see Colorado and UCLA um, coming up. And then the only other game day trip plan right now is Tennessee again, when they host Georgia, Um, you know, in, in talking to some folks this weekend, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some more trips scheduled outside of that UCLA-Colorado game. I I do think they want to make sure that they are diligent in the process and that they see some of these places that are good experiences because I think ultimately George McIntyre's timeline is sometime this winter. And when that happens, I think that he and his family are not going to want to go anywhere and visit anywhere else other than the school that they're committed to. So I think they're going to try to see those things, get those game day experiences in this fall. And then I think you probably see him shift towards a decision in the winter after his junior season. But this was a good visit for him this weekend. It was laid back. Um, now he's not a guy that just gives a lot of what a lot away in terms of what he says, but this weekend Heard him say a couple more times that he really felt like a priority to Tennessee. I think that's obvious when you when you're looking at it on the surface, right, Eric? But to hear him say that was a little bit new for me, um, you know, and just kind of come out and say it on his own. So I think this was a good weekend for Tennessee. I continue to think that one of, if not the best relationship that he has right now is with Josh Heupel. I mean, he's got a strong relationship with Tommy Reese. Um, he's got some interest in UCLA. Georgia's calling him more. But right now, I think Tennessee is laying the groundwork um, to have a really good shot to win this recruitment down the stretch for George McIntyre. Obviously, a long way between now and a decision and a lot of work to do, and more schools are going to continue to come after him harder and harder. And, again, you, you, you just look at the you know just the things that are going in Tennessee's favor, obviously. I mean – it's like we have this conversation, and by no means am I trying to lump him into this category, but like, you know, like Edwin Spillman was coming here, you know, Edmund Spillman was coming here, and some other guys, you know, uh, Caleb Herring was coming here. I'm not saying George is coming here, but like Mid State Kid, sisters here, like, there's a lot of things that line up 
in favor of Tennessee. But, you know, we'll keep dragging that. And obviously a decision like you think could come uh, this winter. Now let's shift gears to another in-state guy. Every time I think about this guy, I want to say Chase Utley, but his name is <laughs> Ethan Utley, a defensive lineman class of 2025 from Innsworth. He was in town as well, taking in Tennessee's dominating performance on the defensive line. You can talk about priorities on the offensive side of the ball, and Georgia's probably priority one for that 2025 class. Uh, you know, th- there's there's a handful of guys that Tennessee's honed in on very early, and in my opinion, on the defensive side of the ball, Ethan Utley is as big as any of those guys. He is a top priority for Tennessee right now, a guy that is really continuing to make strides in his game. He's growing physically, the game's slowing down for him. Um, and he's really engaged in the recruiting process. He's really enjoying starting to build better, stronger relationships with coaches. And he's got a strong relationship with Rodney Garner. He was really impressed with Tennessee this weekend. Um, at one point, Ethan Utley was thinking that the the game that he might make it back to in Knoxville was the Georgia game. He will still be back for that game most likely. But with Texas A&M coming to town and the way that the Tennessee defensive line has played, he felt like this weekend – offered him the opportunity to see the two best defensive lines in the country, you know, go head-to-head. And he came out of this one saying as much and that he felt like Tennessee stamped their spot as number one currently. I mean, so you talk about – you look back to last fall and some of those offensive explosions that Tennessee had and how that, you know, flipped a switch with recruits and and different things – it can have the same effect for defensive recruits, and it seems like it really impressed Ethan Utley on Saturday. All right, let's shift gears now to a Missouri commit. Let's go to the class of 2024. So uh, one that is uh, you know, very high on Tennessee, came here this past weekend in Tennessee, uh, you know, potentially a, a flip candidate. Elias Williams, Missouri defensive lineman, he came and uh, had a good time with Tennessee on, a, on an unofficial and uh, planning an official, I believe, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I think with Elias Williams, I was I was blown away at um, how physically put together he is. Um, just a massive human being does not look like a senior in high school. Looks very physically fit, can do a lot of things, can play a lot of techniques along the defensive front. His recruitment is heating up big time since his September 1st commitment to Missouri. Um, a lot of new offers. Alabama getting involved in this one of late. Tennessee pushing to get an official visit. And it, and it seems like the balls are going to get one. Right now he's talking about November um, 18th for the Georgia game. That's a that's a pretty hot weekend right now for recruits. They want to see good football games, and that one could end up being as big as it gets again this year. So we'll see kind of how things play out for Tennessee leading into that over the next month. But, you know, I think they did enough to earn an official visit with Elias Williams. I think he was impressed with the atmosphere. I think he was impressed with the coaching staff. I think he was impressed with the way the defensive line played. I think Tennessee's been very genuine in their approach to him, their pitch to him, and I think all of that lined up on Saturday. But a guy that I think down the stretch, this is going to be a guy that this staff covets. He he fits a lot of the things that they want to do on the defensive front. And, man, I mean – I was really intrigued to see him. He listed six four two seventy five there on his on three profile, and he is every bit of that. Yeah, uh, a nice, well put together young man. Again, class of twenty four and a Missouri commit. Let's shift back gears into the class of twenty twenty five. Let's go uh, out wide, a wide receiver, a native of the Peach State, and from the Atlanta area. That is Travis Smith in town watching. 
Uh, not a whole lot of fireworks offensively, but still able to see a, an incredible atmosphere and a good win for Tennessee. Yeah, not a whole lot of offensive fireworks for Travis Smith, but I think this was a visit that went pretty well for Tennessee. I think this is a guy that you can expect to probably be an early priority for the Vols at the receiver position in 2025, a guy that fits a ton of what they want to do in the downfield passing game, wins one-on-one situations, has the ability to run after catch, really, really nice catch radius. Um, and, and I think Tennessee showed him a lot of attention this weekend. I, I think he enjoyed the time that he got with the coaching staff. And, and I think this was a good visit for the Vols to start building momentum. And, and we it seems like we talk about this every week on a podcast or in Trail Tidbits or something where we talk about how those game day visits lead to January junior days and then, you know, spring practice visits and then official visits. You know, I think this weekend with Travis Smith was the opportunity for Tennessee to lay some groundwork there, getting him to campus and making a move. I think he's a guy that the Vols really like, and I think he fits exactly what they want to do in the downfield passing it. 2026 is where we're going to go next and maybe looks as good as some of these defensive linemen (laughs) on campus right now from Buford, Georgia. You know they got a lot of athletes down there. This is Bryce, not Petty, Bryce Perry Wright. Um, I would assume one of the first times on campus, if not the first time on campus, begin to see a game day visit. Yeah, he's he's been on campus. He's been on campus once before. I'm pretty sure this is his first game day visit, if I remember correctly, from what he told me. But very impressed. Um, enjoyed conversation with the Tennessee coaches. Enjoy the atmosphere. Really enjoyed what he saw from the defensive line. And pregame, he had a chance to chat with Eric Berry. You know, they're talking about being, you know, from the Atlanta area. And, you know, Eric Berry kind of gave him some words of wisdom on how things work, you know, not to get lost in the process. I think that really impressed Bryce Perry Wright. This is a guy that, you know, you talk about, you know, Buford and the talent that they have. I mean, on the other side of the defensive line, they've got five-star 2024 defensive lineman Edric Houston, but Bryce Perry Wright is is out there in his own right making plays. He's a he's a top, you know, fifty guy on three early on in this cycle. Just really high motor, really gets after the quarterback. I mean, it's good to see film line up as you say stuff. You know, <laughs> um, but you know, he he's a guy that um, you know, I think can play a lot of different techniques, is obviously still growing into his body. Um, but again, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back on campus at some point this fall. That Georgia game is, again, one that's attracting the attention of recruits and is something that I don't think that, you know, it would be a total shock to see him back for that game. But already definitely planning to get back, believes that Tennessee is among, you know, some of his favorites, and he's got a lot of offers early in this process. I mean, I respect and and I, I love being around high school football in East Tennessee, and there's a lot of good players. There's some. There's a lot of good teams. But I'm looking at this defensive line for Buford right now, and my God, I mean, you know, Perry Wright is at 2026. I mean, look at these guys next to him, man. They are just massive human beings. Yeah, it's impressive. And then you start looking behind him. You got Montrez Walker there at linebacker. You got KJ Bolden back there behind him. You've got, I'm not as up on my Buford Buford guys this year as I normally am, but it's a ton of, of Division I prospects there again and, and no surprise um but they took a surprising loss on friday night so you know lost to the defending state champions mill creek in a game that was an absolute slugfest i was able to catch the the final eight or so minutes of that after i got done at, 
at Baylor and Life Christian, which was not pretty. <laughs> All right, let's look at some stat lines as we do every single week here on Trail Tidbits. We're going to start uh, with an in-state guy. wasn't on campus last week, but I believe it was for the South Carolina game. That's Cam Sparks. Um, I mean, just put him wherever you want to, right? Uh, offense, defense. On Friday night, he had a, a nice special teams play. 93-yard kick return for a touchdown. Also caught a touchdown pass as well. That is Cam Sparks down there at Baylor. Yeah, I, I mean – Again, that game was that game was out of hand early, forty-two to nothing, maybe in the first quarter. The running clock was was on in the first quarter, but Cam Sparks caught the opening kick and returned it for a touchdown. Probably broke two or three tackles and then drugged three more guys into the end zone with him. Um, and then a couple of drives later, catches a really nice ball over the shoulder back pylon. Um, you know that really signified that the route was on there. Um, but you, you can see again the the gear starting to click for Cam Sparks. Man, he is so much more aggressive. He's playing so much more naturally. Um, we, we've talked about this a good bit. But as he starts to figure out that he can be a nice guy off the field and, and run through your face on the field, he's going to be a handful. And that's that's where things are starting to get for him right now. Is Baylor starting to tune up for another? you know, playoff run. All right, let's go down to Bradley Central and check in with Boo Carter and Marcus Scorey. First, Boo Carter. Uh, the dude just continues to make plays, man. He, I mean, he's coming here. He's laying the wood at safety the other night when he was in Knox County and AP AP was over there to see him. Uh, he, you know, line him up wide receiver, line him up running back. But, you know, special teams is where also I believe he can make a big impact early on as a freshman maybe at the University of Tennessee. A 75-yard punt return for a touchdown, Boo Carter. Uh, looking looking really good in that respect. And, of course, we'll see about D. Williams. But, anyway, uh, Boo Carter, good special teams player. He made a nice play uh, the other night. Yeah, so I was checking in on the Bradley Central game kind of throughout the night because it was top for a little bit. It was 7 to nothing Bradley Central at the half, and they ended up pulling away in the second half. But in, in checking with some folks there on the Bradley side of the ball, um, you know, they told me Boo had returned to punt and Marcus had returned to kick, and suddenly – you know, it was 28 to nothing. And and then you see – then I see Boo on Saturday. I'm like, hey, man, you're trying to punt. Like, yeah, just 75 yards. Oh, just. okay. Yeah, just 75 yards. Yeah, we, we get it wasn't the 95-yard one, you know, three or four weeks ago. But, yeah, I mean, he, he continues to make plays. And I'm like you, Eric. I continue to think that that special teams role is where he can he can make an early impact at Tennessee. But it's, every time he gets the football in his hands, um, you know, he, he continues to do things. And I think – you know, again, you, you see that and you want to immediately translate that, some of that stuff that he does with the ball in his hands to the offensive side of football. And obviously I think Boo Carter can play offense in college and probably play efficiently. But I think the de- the, the things that he does translates even more, you know, to the defensive side of football. Those quick, short area type things, he's physical. Boo Carter is well put together. And, and I've been told this a couple of times um, – that when he gets you in the box, he is physical, he beats you up. The way that he can kind of leave you guessing which way you're going, you can't leave him guessing. He, he, he's always kind of winning that one-on-one situation. And I think that's one of the reasons Tennessee likes him on the defensive side of the football so much. But, yeah, he continues to make plays. And then Marcus Gorey getting in with a kickoff return for a touchdown. I think he's continuing 
to build uh, on a good senior season at Bradley Central as, as they continue to, um, you know, have their eyes set on a state title with a big matchup coming this weekend against Cle- against Cleveland um, in a little crosstown show down there. Yep, some good uh, good football in the Chattanooga area as always. Last one, we'll check in with our friendly five-star wide receiver. That is Mike Matthews. couple of receptions, 59 yards, touchdown, just casual. Love that they post their stats online every single week. I know you do as well. Uh, Mike yeah. Matthews continuing to you know, uh, have, have a historic, potentially, uh, senior season over there. Yeah, Mike Matthews just continuing to, to make those, you know, tough plays look routine, and he continues to – to rewrite the the record books there at Parkview, uh, a guy that is, you know, I think probably one of the more selfless players that I've came across just in some of the things that he does to, to help that team continue to be competitive, the way that he blocks, the way that he plays, you know, both sides of the football, never wants to come out of the game, wants to play special teams. You just don't see that anymore. Um, you know, and, and I think for him, I think the way that he blocks is, is adds as much to that team as what he does when the football is in his hands. Um, you know, so for him, a, another good weekend, a tough one-point loss to Archer. Um, you know, but Par- Parkview's having a really good season and looks like they'll have a chance in the playoffs. All right, as we say goodbye here on Trail Tidbits, this uh, week, recapping week number nine edition, I believe, let's uh, look ahead to Tennessee at Alabama, of course, not a home game for Tennessee. Tennessee's hitting the road, and um, I can't, so can't host anybody or anything. But obviously, some some Tennessee targets um, also being highly coveted by Alabama. George McIntyre being one yeah. of them. Uh, who are some targets we should be paying attention to for this matchup? Who are some uh, guys from Alabama that we should be paying attention to? And kind of what does this game mean in terms of recruiting for Tennessee? Yeah, you know, I think you can look at George McIntyre's number one. I think this is a big game for him to tune into and 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 kind of try to find out. You know, obviously he, he's going to be on the road, so how much will he get to watch? Um, but I still think this is something he probably goes back and watches as he's a student of the game and in that right. But starts with him. Tennessee's recruiting Naeem Offord, five-star cornerback out of Alabama, pretty hard. Have had a you know good run of success of getting him to campus. He's a teammate of Khalifa Keith. Tennessee'd like to get him back at some point this fall. He's reiterated that he will be back. Jared Smith, um, another guy from the state of Alabama that's highly coveted. Tennessee's been able to get him up before. Seems like they'll have a chance to get him up again. Um, you know, it, it's pretty early in the entire process. I think for some of these twenty fives that they're that they're going to battle for. Um, outside of George, I think George is probably your guy that's furthest along. But I, I think on the 2024 side of things, I think Elias Williams is one that's going to pay a lot of attention to this game. Alabama's starting to show him a lot of attention. Tennessee's showing him a lot of attention. You know, he'll be at Missouri um, this weekend. But, you know, th- this is a battle that down the stretch could turn into Tennessee, Alabama, Missouri. We'll see who else jumps in the fold there. But you know, he, he's planning to take an official visit to Alabama. They're showing him a lot of attention, and Tennessee's trying to get him back to campus and seems like he will be back. So that that's a guy that I think you have to pay attention to as he's one of these late risers in this 2024 cycle. Trail tidbits every Wednesday here at VolQuest.com. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit this like button, share this video out there, get in front of more Tennessee fans. Um, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed to VolQuest on the YouTube channel, 
uh, it's it helps us, uh, you know, survive, right? It's, it's it's how we make a living. So we do appreciate that. Uh, VolQuest.com, 50% off your first year of annual subscription. This week only, big game sale. Encourage you to take advantage of that, and you can join our awesome, awesome conversations on the general quarters during football games and shortly thereafter. But no, uh, it's all fun. It's a community. It's family. We love it, and uh, you can be a part of that as well. 50% off your first year annual subscription. That's at VolQuest.com this week only. Trail Tidbits will be back next Wednesday to recap Week 10, and uh, then after that, just one more week in the regular season to go, and then it's playoff time, Matt. It's here, man. This is the most exciting time of the year. We say it on repeat for the for, for the 10, 11. Every, every time. <laughs> every time. 12 weeks we do it. Uh, but this is uh hey, this is this is when we make our money. This is this is why we do it. Football season, baby. Gotta love it. He is Matt Ray. I am Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys for watching and listening to us here on Tennessee's Trail Tidbits.